Hello and welcome to MLW Confusion. I'm your host Rob Cameron, bringing you all that you may or may not need to know about Major League Wrestling and its television programming. This week we are back to the regular style show. MLW Burning Crush was this past week, so figure we should give it a talk. See what's going on, see how that can lead into the future, see how many temper tantrums I can get into in the meanwhile. But first, of course, we got the news. The next big MLW event is Intimidation Games. That is February 29th, a Thursday. We are back doing Thursday stuff at the Melrose Ballroom in New York City. We have a handful of uh, matches and or appearances to round out the card as we are nearing nearing the time for the event itself next Thursday. Again, it's a Thursday now. So uh, next week at the time of uh, at least this when this podcast drops. I don't know when you're listening to it. I'm hoping it's shortly after it drops. But, you know, you can be a new, new listener listening to it some random day of the week. Uh, but anyway, never mind that. Uh, we got a handful of announcements to come out of that. The first of which is the debut of New Japan Wrestling's Bad Dude Tito. Uh, he is answering a call of a certain fast food breakfast sandwich uh, who decided he hates Japan and is going to... Uh, take on uh, some member of the Mighty Don't Kneel. And by the of course, some member, I mean Bad Dude Tito. Bad Dude Tito, indeed. We also have the official on-screen appearance, and by on-screen I mean not vignette, of AJ Francis, the former flop dollar. He is going to be at Intimidation Games. What form he will take? Who knows? He's a member of WTF now, so maybe he'll show up with Sessions of St. Laurent. Maybe he'll have a match. Maybe he'll just come out and talk for a bit. I don't know. They haven't announced it, and so we will just go ahead and see what's going on with that. Um, I definitely see some sort of interaction with Mr. St. Laurent to explain why Francis has chosen to align himself with WTF. We are also getting the official announcement of the tag team title match between the Second Gear crew, the one called Banders, and Matthew Justice versus the WTF contingent of Davey Boy Smith Jr. and Filthy Tom Lawler. Uh, why they get to uh, jump over a tag team such as Cozy Max or even Wasted Youth, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, okay, I guess part of it is there's the quasi-feud between WTF and the Second Gear crew. Um, and actually, both Davy Boy Smith and Tom Lawler hold uh, singles victories over the tag team champions. Uh, so I guess it makes some storyline sense that they get a tactile shot. I'm just salty that Wasted Youth has been sitting on a number one contendership for, you know, a couple months at this point. And no one really wants to acknowledge that. And they're just going to be happy to be in trios matches. But what do I know? And last but not least for the Intimidation Games part of it, uh, Janai Kai has issued a five-minute, $5,000 challenge. Uh, any uh, featherweight can come in and try to last five minutes with the featherweight champion. And if they can go the distance or even beat Kai, they will get $5,000. If they don't, they lose. They get nothing. Good day, sir or madam. Um, but, like, of course, it's, it's going to be a surprise. Uh, what I would, you know, if, if I can go into wild speculation, and I'm not, there. there's no better, better odds on this. I, I don't actually know. I uh, don't know anything, and it, you know, is not realistic. But that's what I do. That's, what, that's why I'm on the internet, man. So I can just throw out some just crazy BS and pretend it's gospel, 
and I'll just make stuff up for the clicks. So I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to do inflammatory things like remind everyone what a piece of garbage the one called Manders is. Or uh, this here little idea that just sprung into my brain box that uh, former NWA champion Camille Brick has uh, cut a little like promo talking about her options and free agency. So, uh, I thought it'd be a really neat idea. She, one place she didn't mention, did not mention at all, was MLW. She referenced the other big three, AEW, WWE, and TNA. And, like, at a certain level, do you name drop those if you're actually going to any of them? Like, obviously, her decision is still out there. And we could try to make arguments about chunks of it. But what would be really nifty is if the Janai Kai uh, challenge was just, like, a, a squash. Like, they just brought in some mook, lasts, like, 15 seconds, just one big kick to the face, they're dead. Uh, Selena De La Renta gets on the mic, talks about how there's no competition for the featherweight championship, and boom, we have a Camille Brick. People would literally be pooping bricks at that point. Uh, but again... I have no insider knowledge on that. I just think it'd be a cool little storyline thing to pop up, add some intrigue to the featherweight division, and dare I say, uh, intrigue to MLW as well. But again, making stuff up for clicks. So uh, click on things, like click like, click, click subscribe, uh, come yell at me and tell me that I'm an idiot, because that, that's one of my kinks, actually, just being told how stupid I am online. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, anyway, sorry. Uh, enough about my kinks. Uh, so the card uh, for Intimidation Games, as of this moment, uh, is going to be for the World Heavyweight Championship. Satoshi Kojima taking on Angry Murder Grandpa Minoru Suzuki. Looking forward to that match. Actually, hook that one up to my veins. The debut of Big Bad Tito or Bad Dude Tito, depending on whichever name you want to use. For the MLW Middleweight Championship, Rocky Romero defends against Mystico in our uh, Battle of the Luchadores and Selena De La Renta and Cesar Duran. The aforementioned tag team title match. Bobby Fish making his return, taking on Alex Kane, cornered by Mr. Thomas. We have the New York City street fight between The Calling, Ricky Shane Page and Sammy Callahan, and Calling 2.0, Akira and uh, new roster member Jake Crist, and the aforementioned uh, five-minute $5,000 challenge. Uh, also announced for the B in sports part of the tapings, we have Star Jr., presented by Selena De La Renta, versus Magnus, presented by Senior Dur uh, Cesar, Cesar Duran. Senior Cesar Duran. There we go. Maybe I could just slow down so y'all can understand me. How about that? Uh, Cozy Max has signed an open contract to fight. We'll have a number one contenders match for the MLW Featherweight Championship as Delmi Exo battles Zeta Steel, the Federette. And then if you get to show up live, you get a special meet and greet with Minoru Suzuki himself. So I am quite jelly about that one. And one more last bit of news. It has been announced that Battle Riot 6 is coming June 1st. They're going to historic center stage, Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, for those of you not aware, Battle Riot is the MLW equivalent of the Royal Rumble, where uh, batches of people come in. number fluctuates a little bit, usually somewhere around 40. Um, eliminations occur via pinfall, submission, or over-the-top 
rope to the arena floor ejection. And the winner of said battle gets to uh, get their shot at the MLW World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, previous winners include Alex Kane, Filthy Tom Lawler, and uh, Alex Hammerstone. So who's going to win this year? I don't know. We haven't announced anybody to be in there yet. But there's usually a lot of twists, turns, and surprises. So... With that, we are going to go to our energy drink break. Come back and let's talk Burning Crush, shall we? See you, un momento. If you're like me, sometimes you need a pick-me-up to get you through the day. I drink Ray's Energy for that pickup. Ray's comes in a bunch of different flavors, and more recently, Italian ice, which is great, by the way. And it contains no sugar, so there's no crash after you drink it. And really, like, best of all, if you go through me and go to wetrepsports.com, use my code CASS, you get 15% off your order. So, also, be like CASS, drink Ray's Energy. All right. MLW Burning Crush YouTube slash Be In Sports special. Let's get down to it. Let's discuss all the twists and turns and all that sort of good stuff as we start the party off with the highlight package of super fight uh this is the first show since for uh, super fight gonna get you know all the things that are falling out tonight from this here event most notably uh the change of hands for the world heavyweight championship as satoshi kojima beat alex kane at that event what's next for alex kane we are going to find out now because he is out on the stage he talks about the evolution of bomaye how he formed the bomaye fight club basically for himself and through him in a way that he never expected uh, Bomaye grew into a movement and became for the people. So Bomaye is now for the people and will be forever. Uh, however, his loss to Kojima really kind of shook his confidence, and he's not sure that you know he is worthy to carry the Bomaye mantle. Um, and maybe it's time to, for him to step away. Mr. Thomas comes out. He, once again, is acting as hype man. Uh, basically just gives this big old pep talk about, you know, now is the time to be a leader. Now is day one in terms of getting that title back. Whether, you know, that's, of course, if Kane wants that title back, which Kane does say he does. So instead of just quitting and taking a, uh, taking a vacation, they are going to go put in the work. But this is all inter inter interrupted by some new music. New music we have not heard in MLW before. And we get the cloaked figure video smoking a cigar. And it is AJ Francis, Flop Dalla himself, up on our TV screens. He runs down Alex Kane, talk, uh, talk, like comparing trying to like compare themselves to like the black uh, black panther movie movement uh while putting himself over as you know the biggest free agent in wrestling which is a lie there's a matt cardona at least running around there talking about how they both uh came up with groups for the african-american culture that and they both formed them themselves lie swerve uh also you know unlike Beaumaye, uh he did his first lie there's a handful of organic 
African-American stables running around either the indies and or the major leagues. Uh, but, you know, it's Flop Dollar. That's what he does. He, you know, mid-raps, self-promotes worse than, you know, anyone else out there. That's his one skill is his overinflated self-ego thing. Uh, anyway, try not to be too negative about this because, you know, top, you know, Flop Dollar. They call him that for a reason. For more reasons than just him flopping over the top rope. Uh, but he is going to be the uh, first test of Alex Kane uh, post-championship. Well, not counting Bobby Fish next month, but in terms of feuds, he is going to be be the uh, first thing going. This upsets Kane, interrupting his uh, fine time to have a heart-to-heart -heart with the people in the crowd. So Kane gives his rebuttal, and he's like, nah, like actually brings up Swerve in this here uh, conversation and looks like we are going to have Top Dollar AJ Francis taking on Alex Kane sometime in the future. Great. Woo. I know uh, Chef will be happy with this because he loves himself some AJ Francis. Uh, I will wait and see how this plays out. I, like, I, he's he's alright. Like he, he is totally alright. I'm just not a fan of... Uh, his, his ego and some of the claims he ends up making as such, but it's the wacky world of pro wrestling. You got to put yourself over. Tis what it is. Uh, it could be there could be worse sayings. Excuse me, worse signings such as you know fast food breakfast sandwiches and whatnot. Uh, but anyway, so let's let's go into our first match. Let's pick things up a bit. It is Wasted Youth. Uh, this time represented by uh, Marcus Mathers and uh, Austin Luke, who is a, a peripheral member of the group. Um, but this is his first time like teaming with the group in MLW. They are teaming with Nolo Katano to take on the tandem of Ne'er Do Wells, TJ Crawford, Tony Deppin, and Griffin McCoy. We're going to start the match off with uh, respect, allegedly, from our Rudo contingent. I'm not sure why they were believed because all of these three gentlemen on the babyface side have been feuding in various forms with this faction, but they choose to shake hands anyway and are promptly uh, kicked in the stomach. Uh, this, however, does not last for long. They are sent outside, and we get a trio of dives to the outside. Uh, finally, Tony Deppin and Marcus Mathers comes inside. Uh, McCoy subs in for Deppin to hit a super play, followed up by a big splash from TJ Crawford, a modified powerplex, if you will. Um, Mathers fights through the triple team to tags in Katano. Katano cleans house and finishes up with a Tiger Bomb, only gets two off that. We get an interesting variation of a double stomp Tower of London by Mathers and Luke. Uh, it's kind of sloppy but hey, like, you know, if you're innovative, you get a little bit of a pass for at least the first time through. Uh, from here, it just further breaks down. Everyone's getting their stuff in one-on-one, -on -one, just taking turns. Everyone, just pandemonium run wild, if we can borrow that old phrase. Uh, however, we are looking to get the variation of Youth Gone Wild, more bang for your buck. Uh, we do get the 450 splash by uh, Mathers onto McCoy, but Deppin is the legal man and sneaks in a running knee strike to steal the victory for the Rudo contingent. Uh, fun, fun match. Uh, quick, lots of stuff going on here. Uh, the first big victory for uh, the Tony Deppin trio as the trio unit, which is fine. Uh, you know, the faces don't lose a whole a whole lot off this because it's not the standard Wasted Youth combo, and they're not, you know, to be frank, they're not doing a whole lot with No Loco Tana anyway. Um, 
but yeah, it was a fun match. Great way to get the crowd going uh, because there is a lot. There was a lot of twists and turns and innovative offense in the meanwhile. So fun, fun match. No, no complaints there. We get a call, a video from the calling. They call Raven a false, a false prophet. Sammy Callahan notes that Jeff Cannonball likes blood. Ricky Shane Page loves blood. He loves blood. So in the future, there will be blood. Following our trios match, we now have a fatal four-person match as Zeta Steel takes on Tiara James, takes on Denley XO, and last but not least, the notorious Mimi. Selena De La Renta is out on commentary because this is a veritable number one contenders match. Not officially speaking, of course, uh, but like this is almost the entirety of the featherweight division minus the champion. Um and we start out, like, pretty start down hot. I wrote down breakdown. It wasn't a full-on breakdown. We paired off to, uh, you know, the heels and faces to get their stuff going on. We get a tope to the outside by a dummy XO. Finished off by a dive off the top rope by the notorious Mimi. Mimi is cleaning house until James takes over with some powerhouse offense. However, Zeta comes in and gets her stuff in with an opponent-assisted Tornado DDT, which is a nifty maneuver where she just launches off one of her opponents. Uh, we then follow, because this is a multi-person match and we didn't get in the match before, we got to have our obligatory Tower of Doom spot. Uh, however, before uh, Delmi can... Like, look to finish things off after everyone's getting their stuff in. It looks like uh, Selena De La Renta is running distraction, allowing Zeta to dump Delmi outside the ring, following it up with an I'm prettier for Mimi to get the one, two, three. Also, very fun match. Um, Zeta, you know, picking up the victory, showing that she, you know, she she's earning the right to be a number one contender for the featherweight championship as well. Uh, every every person in this match had an opportunity to get their stuff in, show what they are about. Uh, actually, noticing low key, um, Mimi, you know, got to show off, and she hasn't really gotten a great opportunity to show off in MLW up till this point. Um, but she showed off some of the stuff that she can do. But it was fun match by all. Just basically a giant exhibition for the featherweight division, and I have no complaints about it. Uh, after the match, though, we get some microphone play. Uh, Zelina attacks Delmi outside the ring. Uh, Zeta gets on the microphone, and she ends up sparring with Selena because basically... She's like, well, I'm the number one contender now. I think that's a strong argument. Selena's like, no, that's not the case. You're talentless. And they just trade barbs over talent and sexual favors and all that good stuff, uh, which I did think brought things down a little bit. That's like one of my complaints about Selena. It's like she's very good on the mic, but sometimes she's really likes to go after some of like the low-hanging fruit stuff and to put her opponent down. And I'm a firm believer in that you don't want to put your opponent down too much in terms of their in-ring talent because, let's face it, if your wrestler wrestles them, they're wrestling garbage. And if your wrestler beats them, they beat a nobody. That doesn't add to your career. Um, and even worse, if it's a competitive match or your uh, wrestler loses, you know, they got beaten by garbage, and that brings them down, you know, 16 times more. But, you know, what do I know? Uh, but they do go back and forth, so we are getting kind of like the... Tri uh, Selena's kind of getting the triad of bringing everybody against her, in this case, the uh, World Titan Federation side of things as well. 
We get a Contra promo. Mads Kruger has waited two years to get his revenge on Jacob Fatu. Tonight, the Black Hand is going to take over. Following this, we do get our National Openweight Championship match as Jake Crist makes his debut for MLW. No complaints on that. Friend of the show. Uh, do question why he gets a towel shot so soon. Uh, but barring that, you know, I am all for Jake Crist being in MLW. He is one of the more underrated wrestlers on the independent scene right now. He is taking on RSP. These two have history, uh, both being from Ohio, working and battling each other throughout the years. And Jake basically is treating this, you know, all eyes are on him and he knows it and he's going to take advantage of the situation. He starts out super hot uh, with a uh, pushing RSP outside the ring. We get a Tope Suicida, Tope DDT, followed up by an Acai Moonsault. He goes to dive inside the ring and he gets caught with a power slam. This allows Ricochet Page to, you know, take over for a bit, work some heat, get some hope spots in uh, before Jake finally fights back with a diving crossbody. Jeff Cannonball gets up on the ring apron run distraction he eats a pump kick for his efforts uh but since that wasn't effective sammy callahan comes in and we actually get a disqualification in mlw that is crazy you can beat each other with a chair all day long no one cares but as soon as someone else comes in and the ref catches it that's that's it that's where we're drawing the line here uh so your winner by disqualification jake christ uh however no title changes on a disqualification uh, we look to uh, have a calling-style beatdown on Chris when Akira comes in to make the save. Kind of, he kind of gets beaten down a bit before he ends up like getting a chair and doesn't does his uh, trust fall off the top rope onto a group of people. Unfortunately, Ricky Shane Page and Jeff Cannonball are still kind of a thing. Uh, get get a get the table set up looks like he's going to go through it when akira just chucks the chair at cannonball who's on the mill rope he slides down kind of falls on the table where chris further sets him up comes up uh, comes up to the top rope with the chair jumps with the chair onto cannonball putting him through the table to allow the uh, newly formed alliance of akira and jake christ to stand tall in the ring uh, this was a short and sweet match. I mean, it was a manic burst of activity for the most part. Uh, Jake made the most of his time uh, being in this here match um, and getting while having all the eyes on him. Uh, I jokingly said he's wrestling like he doesn't think he's going to be back in MLW, which I'm technically wrong on this. He's getting at least one more match as him and the Akira take, are going to be taking on Sammy Callahan and Ricky Shane Page uh, next month. However... You know, we didn't necessarily know that here at this here taping, but it is what it is, um, and he impressed. Like, as I said, I'm a big fan of Jake Christ, friend of the show, uh, and so glad to see him getting further television work. In the meanwhile, uh, we go backstage into the concourse, uh, excuse me, jumped the gun on that one first. Well, uh, we stump backstage, no concourse. Uh, Court Bauer is meeting with Cesar Duran. They kind of bicker-ish back and forth uh, about how Cesar, uh, how Court just let Cesar get kidnapped and all that sort of good stuff, um, and he should sue him. And Court's like, y you did things like out of a breach of contract, <laughs> like things that may not have been legal, despite like allegedly doing what you're supposed to within MLW. But Cesar's like whatever like that's not important the important thing is now is that like we can work we can work business i want to be matchmaker and i will bring you the best luchadores 
in the world. And Court goes along with it, shakes hands, they depart. Mr. St. Laurent comes in, weasels his way into a tag team title match sometime in the future. Uh, Court is not thrilled with it, nor was he thrilled with that handshake. Now we are going into the concourse where Okamura and Satoshi Kojima are wandering with their bag of bread and they meet the second gear crew and wait, hold on, hold on a second. They're meeting the second gear crew. I was in Bluegrass, Iowa uh, at the time of this recording last night. Uh, watch, watch the show the morning after its premiere. I was in Bluegrass, Iowa on uh, February 17th, where the one called Manders was defending his Iowa championship at SCW Pro Heartbreak. February 17th, he's also at MLW's The Burning Crush. There's two Manders running around now. We're getting the Rick Rude treatment out of things, except he still has his stupid, stupid mustache. And I, I, I just don't know if I can handle two Manders just running around. Is there a good, you know, is there a bad Manders and an even worse Manders? They're just like identical twins running around being menaces to society. I, I just, I, no, nope, nope, I'm done. I'm done. I'm gone. Just. <laughs> All right. Uh, hello and welcome to MLW Confusion. I'm your new host, even worse Rob, taking over for good Rob, who can't handle his Manders pills. Having problems swallowing those, but don't worry. Show will go on. New host, same old BS, because... We're even worse. Not just bad, even worse. Uh, so, yeah, where, where did he pick off? Manders. There is a one called Manders with uh, Matthew Justice here. And they are meeting with Cozy Max. Uh, they agree to a title shot sometime in the indiscriminate future, anytime, anywhere, according to the Second Gear crew. Uh, w the entire WTF crew show up to interrupt things. Ultimately, Mr. St. Laurent gets a bagel shoved into his mouth and knocked down. Carbs are bad, ladies and gentlemen. And Richard Holiday notes that the bagel wasn't even toasted. So, oh, we got uh, like a potential three-way thing going on right now for the tag team titles. Not to mention that technically Wasted Youth are the number one contenders for the World Tag Team Championship as well. But, hey, what do I know? The important thing is, hey, Battle Riot number six has been announced. It is going to be June 1st in, an, at, in Atlanta, Georgia, center stage, old WCW territory. Fun venue, actually, so I'm looking forward to that. That, of course, and it's Battle Riot, one of my favorite events of the year, because I do love me a good Battle Royal, and this is the uh, MLW equivalent of the Royal Rumble. Speaking of Battle Riot and their uh, previous winners, one of those winners is competing next in the form of Filthy Tom Lawler. 
he is taking on the second gear crew's Matthew Justice. Uh, Justice doesn't even wait for uh, his entrance, his introduction, and just attacks Tom Lawler on the way to the ring. Uh, Justice beats Lawler all around the ring. He is finally set inside, Lawler that is, and the bell rings. However, Mr. St. Laurent grabs Justice's ankles to allow uh, Tom Lawler to take over. Uh, finishing up his flurry of offense with an anaconda device where Justice has to go to the eyes to get free, but not thinking things through, goes into a strike battle with Lawler. Lawler, you know, trained in several martial arts disciplines, former UFC fighter, wins this here strike contest. Um... And works works in a little bit more offense before going for a big Fargo strut and strips off his American flag onesie. Uh, however, this 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 is the break Justice needs to take over and uh, take things up to second gear, maybe? Huh? 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 Anyway, uh... It's, it's a big spear. Uh, Mr. St. Laurent runs interference again. The ref just admonishes him, doesn't care that he's actively interfering at this point. Uh, however, this distraction took too long to get the proper victory. Uh, so only gets a two count off the big spear. Um, at this point, the one called Manders comes out to allegedly, saves the, uh, allegedly save the day. He clotheslines Mr. St. Laurent. Mr. St. Laurent's now out of the, out of the equation. Um... Uh, but this this does lead to a distraction. Lawler hits a big roundhouse kick, gets the three count. Uh, Filthy Tom Lawler, Lawler is your victor, and I'm more surprised about this because this means that that WTF notorious uh, choke artists are now you know have a win streak, like an actual win streak at this point. They they have two wins in a row thanks to uh, to uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. taking out the one called Manders uh, at the start of the month at Superfight. So, uh, hey, like actual win streak going on here. Also, cementing that claim that WTF should have a tag team title opportunity in the future. Um, but yeah, this match was some chaotic bliss right there. A uh, fun matchup between Tom Lawler and Matthew Justice. I love me some Tom Lawler. Just his shenanigans entertain me to no end. And obviously, Justice is a very solid in-ring competitor in his own right. I did think it was interesting that the match was allowed to continue with the interference from Mr. St. Laurent, considering that the previous match had interference and they threw it out and we got the DQ. Uh, but, you know, whatever, man. <laughs> you know, consistency and continuity are things that don't exist in the realm of professional wrestling. So we could just move on from that. Uh, looks like Joe Dombrowski is going to go get a word with Tom Lawler, Mr. St. Laurent. Uh, Tom spends a lot of time lambasting the crowd and putting over St. Laurent and how brave he was in that match when Justice just takes everybody out with a tope suicida, and that's how we are going to end this here segment. Then we get the news more from the New Japan MLW partnership. Big Bad Tito is making his debut at Intimidation Games. At the end of this month, February 29th, on Triller TV, the former Fight TV Plus. Uh, so more fruits of that, their labor from New Japan's partnership. Speaking of various partnerships, Cesar Duran is out. Uh, he has been promising new luchadores under his representation uh with him he announces he's bringing bringing back mystico who is getting a title shot against rocky romero for the middleweight championship in addition to mystico he is bringing in barbero cavanario uh, 
Sorry, I butcher that every time because my brain just doesn't want to wrap around Cavanario and the combination of Barbero and Cavanario as well. And bringing in Atlantis. Um, however, I am not entirely sure if he's bringing in Atlantis or Atlantis Jr. Um, either way, though, I mean, it's a pretty big get. Though I could try to argue that Atlantis Sr. would be the bigger get because he's a verifiable Lucha legend. And ironically enough, uh, my Lucha, uh, Lucha Mask du Jour of 2023 so you know backtracking on this just because you know per tradition in this here household i buy myself one new lucha mask every year last year was atlantis and i just think it's a cool coincidence that got myself an atlantis match uh, mask and now either somewhere along the bloodline is appearing in mlw next so uh these are the latest batch of luchadores being brought in by cesar duran uh he calls selena de la renta a female dog and of course by that she has to appear uh they kind of have you know, they have words talking about cojones and how he cried under torture, blah, blah, blah. Eventually, he does wrangle himself the middleweight championship match between Mystico and Rocky Romero. He whispers something into Selena's ear and she knocks him the F down, man. Uh, yeah, so that's crazy go nuts. But in the meanwhile, we got ourselves a batch of legendary luchadores wandering into MLW once again. Our next match is the Lumberjack and or Jill match. Love Doug taking on the notorious Brett Ryan Goslin with Zeta Steel because they are now BFFs. Uh, yeah, so uh, these two have been feuding since it found out that BRG was the boyfriend of pop sensation Becca. Uh, wish her a speedy release from home arrest. Um, but... They have been feuding. Doug won the Love is Blindfold match uh, recently, uh, which BRG basically said that Doug cheated somehow, despite the fact that he used a pair of blast knucks, took off the mask, and then only lost because he had a temper tantrum in the ring, allowing Doug to find out where he was. But whatever, we have Lumberjacks and Jills now. And for those of you not familiar with a Lumberjack and, and or Jill match, basically the ring is surrounded by other wrestlers. The point of this is to keep the wrestlers from leaving the ring. In reality, it usually causes lots of shenanigans, which we will see here. Uh, so, match starts, and almost like right away, uh, Doug just tosses Brett Ryan Goslin to the floor, and he tries to leave. The Lumberjacks bring him back into the ring, um, and he, and he's like, what? I got thrown out. Well, I could throw you out, too. So he throws Doug outside the ring, and of course, the Rudo side of the Lumberjacks just start beating Doug down before there's a standoff with the Technicos. Doug is rolled back into the ring to, uh, let Brett get some offense in. Uh, Doug comes back. Springboard Bulldog only gets two. Uh, but he only got that Bulldog because... Surprise! Pocket Roses! Uh, allowing uh, BRG to face a little bit of a distraction. Uh, somewhere in the process of all this, we have a Lumberjack and Jill brawl. Everyone, everyone is uh, <laughs> fighting outside the ring now. Doug jumps on the batch of lumberjacks. But immediately afterwards, Zeta distracts Doug as he's entering the ring, allowing BRG to hit the rope-assisted low blow. I'm Prettier by Doug Tomikaze. Also, Zeta's finisher 
allows Goslin to get a measure of revenge and the victory for this match. Uh, match was your standard affair for uh, the Lucha, or not the Luchas, the Lumberjacks. So if you've seen a Lumberjack match, this is exactly what you'd expect out of it. You know, no surprises, just a you know, solid match between the two of them. I am curious to see this relationship between BRG and Zeta, especially since it started, uh, like the feud with Doug started because Doug was hitting on Becca, who was BRG's girlfriend, and now uh, BRG is hanging out with another woman. So I'm curious of like where where this pivots this whole storyline, especially once Becca comes back. Oh, anyhow, so gonna move along. We have a promo from this calling 2.0 i guess i don't know raven akira and jake christ uh they each say their piece with uh raven hitting up the old marriage wedding tradition thing of something borrowed something new um you know ending with something blue with the blue meanie blue meanie's back at least for uh this here promo teehee actually i love the blue meanie so i'm i'm always excited to see him pop up wherever he happens to be Following this, speaking of groups and Teehee, we have our tag team match between WTF, being represented by Richard Holiday and Davey Boy Smith Jr., taking on the combination of Cozy Max, Okamura, and, Tej- and uh, Kojima. Uh, MSL is out. He talks about carbs being bad. Bread is for those who lack discipline. Um, everybody has abs but him, by the way. Joke, 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 ha ha ha, I get it. Uh, looks like Okamura is going to start the match with Richard Holiday and thoroughly out-wrestles him. Uh, Davy Boy Smith and Kojima are tagged in, and for the most part is a strength stalemate, though you could argue that Kojima kind of gets the better of it, but it's not like a thorough... Uh, defining victory on that front tags Okamura in and he is definitely no match for Davy Boy Smith's strength uh, get a vertical suplex a la his father tags Holiday in who hits a Garvin stomp Kojima gets tagged in and just things kind of break for down from there uh, Okamura hits a tumbleweed onto the arena floor and Davy Boy Smith Jr. Uh, cozy cutter inside the ring only gets two uh, Holiday dodges one lariat however runs straight into a second one and and that is how we are going to end that match, ladies and gentlemen. Your winners, Cozy Max. <laughs> so much for uh, so much for that uh, winning streak by WTF. Uh, but otherwise, a short and sweet match. I do like then. Therefore, question WTF going to get a title shot here in the near future? But then again, the way things, how tumultuous things are, like who knows who's getting the title shot first, whether it be Cozy Max or WTF, uh, but I would definitely make the argument that Cozy Max should get theirs before WTF, but not before Wasted Youth get a title opportunity, because, I mean, I, I don't, like, rankings tend not to be a great thing in professional wrestling, but, you know, when we're uh, doing our number one contenderships, uh, you know, I think uh, that's something we should uh, be mindful of. But, again, what do I know? Never mind that. Uh, let's uh, kick it off to our main event. It is time for our main event of the evening, Mads Kruger returning, first match back, taking on Jacob Fatu in a Bakle brawl. Uh, expect chaos, and if you, as long as you expected the chaos, you know you are going to be thoroughly content with this here match. 
We aren't even waiting for full introductions. Fatu's music starts, and he just bolts to the ring to take out Kruger. He's getting the New Jack treatment for a bit as they fight around the ring. Music does stop as a table is set up against the guardrail. This will come into play later. Um, they thump on each other with weapons and other fists and whatnot uh, while taking turns just throwing like chairs in the ring and whatnot. We finally make it into the ring and we get an inverted choke slam onto a chair by Kruger. That's crazy go nuts. Uh, Kruger no-sells a batch of strikes by Fatu but is uh, sent into a table that kind of knocks him down briefly. Uh, Kruger goes for a choke slam and somehow like does it. It makes Fatu do a backflip in the process which I thought was interesting because that uh, choke slam doesn't really require a backflip uh, I don't think, but hey, whatever. Kruger goes out to the arena floor, digs under the ring, and grabs a, grabs a case that has a bunch of stuff in it, but settles for a kendo stick and an army helmet. Spoiler alert, the army helmet is not used in this here match. Sad face. However, the kendo stick is. Fatu gets a flurry of offense that finally staggers Kruger. Two, two super kicks, alley ooze, and a handspring moonsault uh, is followed up. By a big spear for two by Fatu. Uh, hits the swanton for two. Nothing is keeping Kruger down for an extended period of time. Uh, Fatu then spears Kruger through the outside table. We go into the ring and Fatu goes for the double jump moonsault. And slips off the middle rope uh, in the process of going for it. I'm not sure. Commentary puts over a uh, possible knee injury for Fatu. I'm not sure if that was the case. If that's is the case or he just slipped because... Main event, turnbuckles are slip, slickery because, you know, sweat and all that good stuff. Uh, either way, he chooses to just climb to the top rope and do a traditional moonsault. Takes way too long, though, on that moon uh, to go for the pin. He's jaw jacking and uh, just showing off before going to the pin. Uh, but in that case, it only takes, you know, he, he doesn't get the pin off of it because he took like 15 minutes to finally go for the pin uh in follow he doesn't follow this up with a big hip attack into the corner uh but like immediately a a after that like out of nowhere fatu gets hit with a fireball like we, we don't see too many fireballs in wrestling nowadays because the saint Memphis. uh but fireball into fatu's face uh offers up enough of an opportunity for for uh the scorched earth i believe commentary called it but uh kruger's finisher uh scorched earth the inverted uh like full nelson slam that is how this match ends. Fireball, Full Nelson Slam, your winner, Mads Kruger in the Shocker. Uh, match is over. Sendai Death Squad comes to the ring with a body bag and the black flag of Contra and takes Fatu out of the arena, not to be seen. Uh, so this is the, at least for the foreseeable future, the end of Jacob Fatu in MLW. Uh put on a heck of a brawl with Mads Kruger at no shame in that loss, especially when you got fire thrown in your face. Um, that being said, you know, it is sad to see Fatu go because he's been uh, such an integral part in the relaunched MLW. Uh, but hopefully this is uh, bigger and better things for him. Uh, at least more opportunities to branch out and spread his wings, so to speak um, while putting over the new monster, well, new old monster, 
in MLW in the form of Mads Kruger. Now we'll just have to see like what he what he does. They've started integrating his cruel name. They were calling him Mads Cruel Kruger, uh, which is a proc. He was going by the name of Cruel on the Indies and whatnot in MLW. So we'll see if he just reverts to the cruel name in its entirety, or if we're gonna go like full three-name thing here in the future. I'm also curious to see where we're going to go with Contra, whether it's going to be... whether Contra's just going to be him and a bunch of nameless schools, which I'm not a big fan of, or if he's going to reintegrate Contra into the main mythos and uh, bring some folk in with him. A new Contra crew, if you will. Um, But either way, uh, compared to last month uh, with with Reload, uh, I thought thought this match, this show had the big fight feel to it. Uh, you know, not as big as maybe like a pure on pay-per-view per se, but like, I, I do not, you know, I was not disappointed in this show by any stretch of the imagination. And even like at best, like matches lived up to hype, like, you know, but most, fa- like most matches either exceeded the hype or, I mean, the hype was pretty high and they met it. So, you know, bully on that. So like, even like matches that you could try to argue, like were kind of like throwaway matches, like the lumberjack match or the opening contest you could try to argue those are throwaway matches but like they were still very entertaining and did the job they were supposed to do like there really wasn't a bad match on this sh- on this card and still managed to feel important and did a good job about continuing to set things up for the future as well with uh, whatever's going on with the tag team division i may have questions about it but th- there's movement in there uh, and have we'll see how contra moves things forward as well plus of course the uh you know the return of azteca lucha they're having their big first big show uh, may 5th in chicago uh which i personally will be at so get some first run uh journalism off of that event as well uh but that being said that was the end of that show that was the end of mlw burning crush contra standing tall black hand raised into the air uh good show and especially since now it's this one's a free on youtube go check it out because uh, you don't have to spend any extra money on it uh but yeah so if you haven't yet check that out uh good show overall i don't really have too much negative to say about it and the things like i do have to say possibly negative really aren't have anything to do with the in-ring part of it so sit back enjoy yourself check it out uh in the meanwhile though stay tuned for the plugs and the best ways to support this here program all all the usual stuff the patreon hitting up if you want to you know get a part of this podcast become a sponsor or just like subscribe all that sort of usual stuff as well in the meanwhile i'll see you all next week MLW Confusion is a weekly podcast that is written and performed by Rob Kammer and is hosted on Spotify for Podcasters. MLW Confusion is part of the Urban Wrestling Network. You can check out the Major League Pod, amongst other shows, on YouTube at Urban Wrestling NW. The background music for this section is Ruined My Day, performed by Alan Schroeder. If you enjoyed this podcast and like to support, please like, subscribe, and tell your friends, family, and enemies. Leaving a review is also helpful, as word-of-mouth advertisement is very important for small podcasts such as this. My social media links can be found in the description below, but Twitter and Instagram are at the Nova of Cass, T-H-E-N-O-V-A-O-F-C-A-S-S, and Facebook is at MLW Confusion, all one word. If you'd like to support monetarily and help upgrade my equipment, please check out my virtual tip jar at www.kofi.com slash Casanova. 
If you prefer more bang for your buck, you can go to patreon.com slash Casanova, whereas for as little as $2, backers get access to the podcast early and ad-free, plus other weekly exclusive content such as at home.exe, the Patreon-exclusive podcast. So, join the career that is headed up by Keith Wynn, Alan Schroeder, Alex McCarthy, and the False Prophet, and check it all out. You can also find t-shirts, coffee mugs, and other merch at the Confusion Podcast Store on Teespring. For business inquiries such as ads and sponsorships, please email at rzkammer, that's K-A-M-E-R-E-R, at comcast.net. Thank you all for listening.